You're listening to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, brought to you by the Vacation Rental Formula Business School. Are you ready to take your vacation rental business to the next level? Invest in the knowledge and training you need to get there. With the Vacation Rental Formula Business School, you can gain access to an exclusive course library that covers topics like marketing, pricing, strategies, operations, and more. Become one of our founding members today and get exclusive access to all additional content produced in the years to come. Whether you're just starting out or want to expand your existing business, you'll learn invaluable lessons from the top industry experts. So don't wait any longer. Secure your spot today at vacationrentalformula.com forward slash biz school and start your journey to success. Are you ready for today's podcast? Let's get started. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. In today's episode, you're just going to be hearing me. I have no interview today. It's a solo episode and I'm talking about the power of niche or niche marketing for short-term rental owners and managers. It's a topic I'm getting really passionate about at the moment because we're in such competitive time and it's really important that we pay attention to some of the newer marketing strategies or something different. And for me, niche or niche marketing is what it's all about. So stay tuned. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new, and what will help make your business a success. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and as ever, I'm super delighted to be back with you once again. Now, first of all, a little explanation if you're if what you're hearing today is a little bit different. I am now in my brand new studio back in Ontario. And we haven't quite finished with all the sounds, you know, all, all the acoustics and getting the studio set up to make sure that we can deliver to you the optimum sound for every episode that we do. I'm thinking it's it's almost there, but we've got quite a bit of work to do yet. We're also building up our video studio as well as we begin to create some more YouTube videos and get that channel up and running as well. Lots of things happening at the moment and over the next uh, four to six weeks uh, before I head out to Europe and to the short stay week in Barcelona as well as going to visit a ton of family as well. So I am working flat out. Mike is working flat out. So is Jason on creating the new website that's going to be launched early in May. And the Vacation Rental Formula Business School is uh, on its way to you. And certainly for those of you who have given your trust to us and signed up for the beta program, we're going to be really kicking that off in the next couple of weeks as well. And of course, those of you who have signed up for the beta program are going to get so many benefits because it's a one-time fee and you're in it for life. And we won't be asking you to pay any more, but you'll just have access to everything that we produce from here on in. So it's uh, a, a really huge benefit and advantage to you to be in there. Just stay to the end and you can have some more, get some more information on that. So today, 
The topic of this episode, this solo episode, is the power of niche marketing for short-term rental owners and managers. And it's a topic that's become really, really dear to my heart. It's something that I was thinking about for a long time in my role as CEO of Cottage Link Rental Management for the 20 years that I was in that role. Over the course of that time, the market was very, very different. We were guaranteed to have our summer bookings. At least 95% of our occupancy was guaranteed for the high season. But things have changed. Things have changed for that company. Things have changed for everybody over the past couple of years. COVID brought with it its own set of very unique issues. And for some of us, we had boom years in 2021 and 2022, but we're seeing something very different now. We're seeing international travel coming back, people going off to a gazillion different places. And the upshot of that is is that I'm seeing more and more on forums and on LinkedIn groups and pages and wherever people hang out. And they are saying that things are different. Booking patterns are changing. And I know you can see information coming in from sites like AirDNA and uh, other sites that are looking at statistics, mainly on, on the OTAs, that are relatively positive, but they do tend to err on the positive. I I think they tend to err on the positive side. So you may be seeing some of these very optimistic outlooks, but that doesn't help if you're sitting there with empty calendars. And I've seen a lot of posts recently on some of the more popular Facebook groups where people are worried, really, really worried about the state of their reservations for 2023 uh, and for some even beyond. You know, these are people who've historically had bookings well in advance, sometimes a year and year or two years in advance. And they've confidently looked forward to see all their bookings coming in and the income guaranteed. And they're seeing something different this year. So this is why I wanted to talk about this particular area of marketing that I think is hugely important. I think a lot of people miss out on it, particularly those that are just advertising on the OTAs, because it's very difficult to get your message across if you're in a specific niche, if you're simply advertising on booking.com or Airbnb or VRBO or a combination of, of those, and you don't have your own website. So, so really within this episode, I am directing this to those of you who do have your own website or at least have a very strong presence online. Maybe it's Facebook, maybe Instagram, where a lot of your bookings come from, where you can promote a very specific niche to a very specific audience. So I'm going to be talking about macro niches, micro niches, the advantages of targeting a specific niche audience. I'm going to talk about how you find that audience once you've identified the niche that you're in. I'm, and by the way, I am using the word niche 
and not niche because I'm practicing for going to short stay week in Barcelona because I'm going to be presenting to majority of Europeans and we talk niches in Europe rather than niches. It's a, it's a bit of a shame, really, because I, I'd love to use that expression, the riches are in the niches, and it's very difficult to say the riches are in the niches. And I've been trying to find uh, a rhyme for niche, and it's been quite a challenge. It's even been a challenge for ChatGPT to find me a rhyme for niche. But we shall see. Anyway, I'm going to be talking about uh, niches today. So please don't come along and say, oh, you've pronounced it wrong. It's niche. It is what it is, wherever you are. And I'm sort of majority British. I have spent majority of my time in England and not in Canada. So uh, I lay claim to my British and European heritage here. So it's niche. I probably overdid that a bit, but you, 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 get, the, you get the gist. So I'm going to be talking... <laughs> about, you know, identifying your niches, finding your audience, and then we'll move on to some marketing strategies, the things that you can actually do if you find that really great niche. And then we will wrap it up. Years ago, I did an episode with a lady called Maria LaBarbera Lamb. And during the conversation with Maria, we were talking about a property management business, but she also had a property of her own. And I Forgive me if I, if I get this wrong. I think it was in New Brunswick. I know it was in Canada. And it was a small property in a little town in New Brunswick. In that little town was a, a widely renowned quilting store. And people would come from all over the world to visit this quilting store. And in Maria's research and when she talked to some of the guests who came to stay at, this, at, at her little house in this small village with this great quilting store, she found that the majority of them were ladies of a certain age in their 50s and 60s. And a lot of them came from Ohio. So she began to market to this particular group, you know, groups of ladies who quilt and who live in Ohio. And there's lots of Facebook groups for quilting. Now that is what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about niche, uh, niches like that, not the general macro niche, which you probably are in one of them. You could be in something like, you know, the pet friendly niche or accessible vacations or a geographical niche. And we're going to be talking uh, a little bit more about that. The bulk of this is going to be talking about the tighter niches, the little niches that perhaps nobody else is covering. And you are going to be the sole property in your area that is attracting a particular set of people. So let's backtrack a bit and talk about what niche marketing actually is and why it's so important for our business. Basic definition is that it's a marketing strategy that's focusing on a specific target market or audience. And the audience has um, unique needs and preferences and characteristics. And I always remember coming out from England to Canada back in the early 2000s, and we wanted uh, cell phones. So we had to buy new cell phones when we got to Canada. Now, Virgin Mobile was one of the options. 
And we were very used to everything branded Virgin in the UK. I mean, Richard Branson was such a, a huge marketing force in the UK that, uh, you know, we'd gravitate to something that, you know, we, we, we loved Virgin Airlines. We loved Virgin Records. There was, it, it had been going for so long. So when we came across like, oh, Virgin Mobile, we'll go with that. But the targeting of Virgin Mobile and every ad they had was, you know, pretty off-putting for me because it was targeting teenagers. It was targeting the very young adults in all their marketing, all their marketing promotions and the literature and on the websites. And we ended up actually going for another brand because I didn't feel as connected to Virgin Mobile as I had done with all the other Virgin brands in the UK because I was not their market. You know, when we came across to Canada, I was in my 40s. I was not their market. Their market were much, much younger. They were marketing all sorts of, uh, all, all their promotions were focused on clubbing and partying and staying out all night and having your virgin mobile phone to hand, obviously, obviously to call your cab and to get home at some, at some point in an evening. So, I was not their market and it was so very, very clear. So yes, they lost a customer in me, but that would not have mattered to Virgin Mobile because they were making everything, all the money they wanted to make on that particular target audience. So that's just an example of a marketing strategy focusing on that very specific target audience with their specific needs, their unique preferences, their characteristics, etc. So in general, a niche is targeting a much smaller audience and more specialised in the broader market. But we'll be talking in a second about the macro niches that many of us uh, belong to in this industry, because we think that if we're in that niche, then we are going to be attracting a lot of people into it. But the thing is that in such a competitive marketplace, these niche niches are just as crowded as not having not being in a niche at all. You know, you need to drill down and find something truly unique. So I'm going to be using some great examples of hosts and managers who have found their specific niche and they've been super, super successful at it. So the advantages of targeting a specific niche audience are as follows. It's less competitive. You're going to be focusing on a smaller market, which reduces the number of competitors that you face. You're going to have better customer relations because if you focus on a specific market, you're going to be able to build stronger relationships with your customers because you will really get to understand their needs and be able to talk to them from where they're coming from. You'll have higher profits because when you provide a specialized service or product, you can charge higher prices and increase your profit margins. And the people that are out there looking for that specific service or product expect to pay more for it. Your marketing is going to be more cost effective as well because niche marketing requires less spending on marketing and advertising because you are targeting a smaller audience. It's just that you have to go out and find that audience. We're going to be talking about that. 
So let's talk a bit, a little bit about these these big niches and the four or five that come to mind immediately. Pet friendly. That's a huge niche. A lot of you are in it. I've got some very specific uh, feelings and opinions on this particular niche and how you can become more competitive within it. Sarah, so cool. If you're listening, you know exactly where I'm coming from on this. <laughs> and I'll encourage everybody to go to uh, Sarah's Facebook group and I will put the link in the show notes uh, for you because Sarah is working on becoming more micro-niched within the pet-friendly macro-niche. Maybe a little bit more of that later on. So pet-friendly is a big one. Accessibility. Now, I, I see a lot of websites that say we're accessible. However, it's not very obvious what that actually means. You know, accessibility is such a huge catch-all. The same with the geographical niche. You know, it could be city centre or rural or beachfront or mountain view or lakefront like we were. It's just massive. And there's a lot of people in there. Outdoor activities is an, another niche, you know, and, and this is actually honing down a little bit when you get into things like hiking and skiing and fishing. But we're going to be talking about coming down even further uh, drilling down even further into these niches. And of course, the, the latest one that you see a lot is sustainable. You know, we are a sustainable property. Well, what does that mean? I know when I go to Barcelona in May, I'm going to be hearing from Bob Garner, who will be, uh, Bob's been on the uh, podcast a couple of times. Um, also, Vanessa de Souza-Large, whose new company, Sustonica, is looking at offering certifications to properties that have become sustainable, but really defining, defining what that sustainability actually means and niching down within that macro niche. Okay, I hope that makes sense. And I'm going to, uh, let me give you some examples. A number of years ago, I interviewed Sue Allen from East Ruston Cottages. Now hers is the most amazing example of drilling down into the pet friendly niche and coming down into more of a micro niche. So yes, all her properties are pet friendly and she runs a, a property management company in Norfolk in England. Now a particular benefit of being in that area is that it's, it's right on the English coast and there are a lot of beaches and many of those beaches are pet friendly year round. You can take your dog on the beach. Nobody cares. And because of that, there's also many other services and places where you can take dogs. So restaurants and pubs and cafes and museums and even stores, you can take your pet in. It's a very welcoming county. So people want to go to Norfolk to vacation because they can take their pet, they can take their dog on the beach Having been on the beach, they can go and sit in a pub and have a beer and have a pub lunch and have their dog with them as well. But Sue has gone one step further because many properties there are dog friendly because of this. But Sue saw that there was a huge demand for multiple places that would accept multiple dogs. So if you go and look at the website for East Ruston Cottages, you'll see that the majority of properties accept well, in fact, all the properties accept at least two or three dogs because that is a criteria for her accepting properties onto a rental program. You have to accept multiple dogs. 
So two, three, and some unlimited. Some of these places will accept reactive dogs. Um, they have fenced in yards. They're a little bit more remote. Thirdly, to make this niche even tighter, she does not charge any pet fees. And I love this. And it's why I mentioned Sarah Sokol from Dogs Welcome, because Sarah is a great proponent of, of having a no pet fee policy, which I always was. And we used it. In fact, at Cottage Link Rental Management, it was one of our selling points. It was our unique selling point that honed down in that pet friendly niche for us was that we did not charge a pet fee. That stands you out from the rest. So Sue Allen is not charging a pet fee. And then finally, anybody that brings a pet to any of these properties is going to find that their pet is super, super welcomed. There will be pet bowls. There will be old towels to to wipe the paws down after a muddy walk. There will be blankets to go on the furniture and on the beds, because let's face it, people bring dogs to a property, they're going to go on the furniture. They're going to go on the beds, regardless of what you put in your guidelines or your rules or whatever, they will do that. So at East Ruston Cottages, Sue makes it incredibly easy for people to bring their pets on vacation. And because of that, it's an incredibly successful company. Get ready for the business adventure of a lifetime. The short-term rental spring conference season is almost here, and you won't want to miss out on the excitement in beautiful Barcelona. This exciting and stunning European destination is home to some of the biggest names in the short-term rental industry, making it the perfect place to be on May 15th to May 19th for short-stay week. This week-long event is your ticket to join property managers from all over the world as they network and learn from the best in the industry. And you won't want to miss out on the Book Direct show on May 16th or the Scale Rental show on May 17th and 18th, where your favorite podcast host, Heather Bear, will be presenting on stage at both events. The week of events includes an SEO summit specifically for vacation rentals, a Web3 in travel conference, a guest communication workshop, the Book Direct show, a luxury-focused event, and a networking afternoon to help STR operators prepare for acquisition. If you manage 25 properties or more, the Scale Rental Show is an exclusive conference specifically produced for larger professional property management companies. You can choose individual event tickets or a week-long pass that includes everything, but as a listener of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, we have a special offer just for you. For the Scale Rentals Show, visit scalerentals.show forward slash attend and use the code VRF10 to get 10% off your Scale Rentals Show ticket. For all other events, visit shortstayweek.com forward slash tickets and use VRF10 to get 10% off your purchase. Check the description of this episode on your smart device for a quick link to get more information. We can't wait to see you in sunny Barcelona for Short Stay Week. Now let's get back to the show. another one and this is this is a relatively new one and I absolutely love it because I'm a recent pickleball enthusiast. I picked, started playing pickleball back in January and while I was on vacation I played every single day for a couple of hours. And the, it was interesting that all the talk in the social side of pickleball which is a lot of lot of that because you do quite a bit of standing around waiting for your turn to go on the court and people talked about you know what they did at home 
You know, did they have pickleball courts and were they easily accessed, etc.? And for some of the people who were there, they said, well, they particularly chose that location, the Gulf State Park, because it had pickleball courts right within the in the campground. They didn't have to go out to them. But actually, even if they did, there's some really great state-of-the-art pickleball facilities in the Gulf Shores Orange Beach area because these local townships have really cued into the fact that pickleball is the fastest growing sport in America. Therefore, you build pickleball courts, people will come. They will come and play. So when I found Powhana Vacations, which is a, it's a single property and it's in Maui. And the website, as I said, Powhana Vacations, right across the homepage says Maui Pickleball. So the owners of the Maui property have drilled down deep into the whole pickleball market. And they have created, uh, they've created a website, as I say, branded Maui Pickleball. And right on the front page, it says the place to stay for your Maui Pickleball vacation. So uh, they're using every aspect of SEO they can to attract this pickleball market to come and stay with them because they've got pickleball courts uh, around or, or in the condo complex on Maui's west side where their place is located. And on the website, you know, you can go into the link of pickleball and it will take you to a page called Maui Pickleball Paradise that talks about that court that's in that complex and all the other comp- all, all the other courts are available nearby. They also offer pickleball paddles and balls. So everything is there for anybody who's interested in pickleball. So I particularly like this because this is this is an owner who's really jumped on something that is incredibly popular. I mean, it's a massive niche, but nobody's getting into it. Uh, I haven't, I haven't seen anything like this one. So I've, I've mentioned before, and I think I've said it in newsletters that if you have pickleball courts near your property, then this is a great niche for you to get involved in. I will put a link to powerhannahvacations.com on the show notes and just just go take a look and see what Chris and Beth have done here and how they really are hooking into a very specific niche. So one more is the accessible niche, which I mentioned is, you know, a lot of people jump into this. They might have wider doors and a wider door into a bathroom. So they call the place accessible. And, and maybe so, maybe so, maybe they have, they do have a ramp to allow a wheelchair to get up into the property, but people who have disabilities and particularly people who have multiple disabilities are out there looking for something very, very specific. Now, a number of years ago, our whole family went to Cyprus on vacation and we stayed at a place called Villa Carpe Diem. It's no longer out there as a rental property. Unfortunately, the owners, Andy and Nikki, sold the property a year or so back. So it's no longer available. But it was amazing because Andy and Nikki had created 
a property that, that had full accessibility for quadriplegics, for people that could not move independently uh, in any way. So the, the way, well, what happened with this was that and, when Andy and Nikki bought their property in Cyprus, they had a friend called David Croft and he had had an accident. He was a quadriplegic and in a discussion they were having, they were talking about the property in Cyprus and David said, oh, I'd love to come. But unfortunately, you know, there's real issues, not only finding a place that's accessible, but actually getting to it from an airport and particularly a smaller airport like the one in, in Cyprus. So Andy thought long and hard about this and they just bought the property and there was a basement area and he had it converted into a fully accessible area for people with multiple disabilities. So that meant, you know, the full wet bathroom, everything on one level, no ledges to go over with a wheelchair, particularly maybe electric wheelchair, easy enough to roll a wheelchair into the bathroom and just go straight into a shower and not worry about water going anywhere, everywhere. It was uh, perfect construction for the purpose. But Andy went several steps further than that. So he had state-of-the-art beds imported for his disabled guests. In fact, there were state-of-the-art turning beds. I'm not quite... I mean, he did show show them to me, but uh, I don't think I really clued in on on how state-of-the-art this bed was for somebody who could not turn over themselves in the night. So it was actually an electronic turning bed. I think maybe somebody out there knows what I'm, I'm talking about. So it was an amazing addition to this space. But not only that, and because there were the ramps that went from the basement floor all the way up to the first floor so that anybody that was occupying that lower floor could get up to the main level and sit on the patio and even go indoors and enjoy time with the rest of the family. And then there was a swimming pool with an electronic hoist to actually get somebody from a wheelchair into the water. Not only that, Andy bought an accessible vehicle with the ramp that allows a wheelchair just to roll up into it. So he was able to go and pick up his guests from the airport with this accessible vehicle. And the vehicle was also available for rental. If, If the guests wanted to have that vehicle for their week's stay, then it was offered to them for a rental fee as well. Andy also worked with a local dive company called Freedom Divers. And Freedom Dive offers training and diving for all levels of disability. So you can imagine how life-changing that was for David and for other people that came to stay who had these disabilities because they could get off an aeroplane and be immediately wheeled off and into a vehicle and taken back to the property and have the most amazing vacation where every one of their needs was being catered for. So that was a a great niche for Andy to get into. And and there were many other people that came to stay at Villa Carpe Diem and enjoyed all those facilities. Now, that's what Andy did was particularly, you know, expensive. It cost a lot of money. But there's other areas in the disability niche or in the accessibility niche, which just about anybody could get into. 
One of them would be to provide, if you're on a beach and you have accessibility into the property, well, how about offering some accessibility onto the beach itself by providing a beach wheelchair? Now these, once again, it's not an inexpensive option. Now an all-terrain wheelchair is probably gonna run you back several thousand dollars. But that cost could very easily be recouped in just a a couple of weeks of extra rentals that you might get by being able to offer this as, as a very unique niche. So carrying on with beachfront, let's move on to geographical because often we have you know, our, our larger niches are things like city centre or rural or beachfront or mountain view or lakefront like we had. But once again, these are massive niches. So let's stay with beachfront. So many properties on the beach. A smaller niche for this would be simply providing the means for people to go from their condo or from their from their beachfront uh, villa or home location to the beach with minimum difficulty. So that's providing them with a beach buggy and a cooler. If people go ocean fishing from the beach in your area, provide a bike and a trailer. I saw so many of these when I was down on Gulf, in Gulf Shores. You know, there were bikes with little trailers behind with with all the accessories for fishing rods and equipment. So can you imagine how delighted a fisherman would be if he was offered this type of equipment? You know, come to the beach and you'll have a bike and a trailer and you can take everything onto the beach. So this brings me really to this multi-niche advantage you could have. So beachfront plus the beach wheelchair, beachfront plus the buggy and cooler, beachfront with fishing and providing the means for people to go fishing. Okay, that's just a few examples. As you can see, I get quite excited about this. I think this is such a great opportunity to nail down your niche. So I want you to really think about what your niche niche might be. So you've got to find your audience. Once you've found your niche, you want to find your audience. So that means you've got to tie down your avatar. Who is this person that's coming to your place? You've got to be detailed about who they are. You've got to understand their needs and their interests. So let's let's just stick with the family who's got the dad who loves to fish. He has this vision of going to the ocean and be able to sit on the beach while the kids are playing and he's got all his fishing equipment. However, when he goes looking for a place to stay, there's just, you know, it's how do I get all my equipment on to the beach? So you're looking for that particular audience. You're looking for this person who wants to go and do this with their family. Once you've identified that audience, then you go find them through social media, through online forums, through Facebook groups. Find out where these people with these interests are hanging out. You know, your your dad who wants to do the fishing may be on fishing groups. He may be out there looking for the type of bait to use when you go fishing. And where, where he's finding that is on Facebook groups. It's on groups that focus on these particular niches. So we're not talking about you know, 
Facebook groups that focus on accommodation. We're talking about the Facebook groups that focus on the activity or the niche it, itself. When you found those Facebook groups, you go join them. And then the first thing you do is not to advertise your property and just jump in and say, hey, I've got this great property. You start engaging with people. You read through, you take the time to find out what these groups are about and what they're looking for. And the more you read into them, particularly with some of the groups that have a lot of members, you will pick up on exactly what their unique needs and wants are. And then that will fuel all the marketing that you're going to do. So having found your audience, marketing strategies. Now I'm just going to talk for a few minutes now on how you do the marketing to these people. You found them, they're, they're out there on these Facebook groups. Well, how are you going to connect with them? Well, first of all, you have to build your base. You've got to build the base on your website. So when you do connect with them and they do come and find your website, everything is there answering all their questions. So you create specific landing pages for that niche. So let's say it's ocean fishing. So on your website, you've got a landing page that addresses the whole topic of ocean fishing and how to do it and the equipment that you'll need and the bait that you're going to use. And if you need a license and what are the best times to fish? I mean, I certainly found out that when people are fishing on Gulf shores, that it, I, I can't remember if it's the turn of the, you know, if it's low tide to high tide or high tide to low tide, but at, at one point then you, you either set up or you take down. So it's knowing those things. You don't have to know a huge amount. And it's, it's interesting. I, I made a comment on a Facebook group yesterday to somebody who was uh, somebody in Costa Rica who was talking about not having the bookings that they expected to have at this time of year. And I went to have a look at his website and there was some content in there on bird watching and the fact that there's a, a lot of birds to be seen in Costa Rica. And I know that I've been there. And I went back to him and said, you know, this birdwatching niche is massive, absolutely enormous. And it's something that's open to everybody. But you don't bury your birdwatching stuff away in your website. Make it very prominent so that people could, if somebody's interested in birdwatching, they're going to go to this website and find what they need immediately. And he, he did say, well, I, I don't think I know enough about birdwatching and the particular types of birds to be able to show that much knowledge about it. Well, you don't actually have to, you know, you, everything's out there on the web or on chat GPT. <laughs> Just make sure you do your fact checking and post some great pictures of the birds you can see, etc. So you have the landing pages so that people go there, then have some lead magnets, something that would make people give you their email address. So you start that relationship. So maybe let's stick with the bird watching. So maybe it's, you know, the birds you can see at this particular location in Costa Rica. So you create a lead magnet that has the 10 most popular bird to see when you're on your vacation in Costa Rica. And that becomes a download and people will give you their email address in exchange for that material. I'm writing a course at the moment on niche marketing and I'm going to be talking a lot, a lot about bird watching because this is the most monumentally huge market. And I want more people to get in on this and to focus a little bit more on the birds. 
But that's a topic for my course. But I, I'm getting quite passionate about this this whole this whole niche of bird watching. So you've got your lead magnets, you've got your landing page. Then you're going to make sure your messaging and your branding aligns with your niche audience. And I'll go back to powhammervacations.com, and I mentioned that you know that the home page says Powhammer Vacations, the place to stay for your Maui pickleball vacation. And there's pickleball right on the front page. And you go to a page called Maui Pickleball Paradise. That's what I mean about making your branding and messaging align with your niche audience. Their niche audience are pickleball players. So anybody coming to this site knows that this site is there for them. And there's accommodation too. Those are the main strategies for your website. Um, but don't forget the benefits of word of mouth marketing, you know, encouraging positive reviews and referrals. Uh, I have a whole episode on word of mouth marketing. I will put a link to that in the show notes. Please go there because it all ties in. If you can get your guests who have come for this specific niche to then go away and start talking about it, then that's going to make everything even better for you, even more successful. So there's also social media advertising. You're going to use platforms like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, TikTok, maybe creating ads, targeting your niche audience based on their interest, behaviors and location. If you don't know how to do Facebook ads or if you don't know how to do Google ads, then please find somebody who can help you out because this can be a huge advantage to you. Content marketing. Content marketing has been made super easy with the advent of ChatGPT. You can create blog posts, create YouTube channels focused on the niche and the accommodation any type of content that appeals to your niches, niche audience's interests and needs. It's going to help you to establish your brand as an authority in the niche and attract potential customers. For example, for your pet-friendly properties, post videos of a dog on the beach. Shout out to Diane Denton from Seahorse Diamond Beach. Her niche is bring your horse. Not just bring your dog, but bring your horse. So... She has a photo of somebody riding a horse along a beach and there's also a video. And this is super helpful to any marketing campaign. You could start a YouTube channel that focuses on how people do their niche, if you like. How different places to walk your dog, different places to take your horse once you've got it on vacation at Seahorse Diamond Beach. Then there's influencer marketing and that really is in itself, it's a topic in itself, really, because the jury's out a little bit on this about how effective this is. But I know that uh, Jodie Bourne talks about some really successful influencer marketing campaigns that some of her clients have done, where they partnered with social media influencers who have a strong following in that niche to promote, and then they promote the rental business. So let's say you're in the accessibility niche and there is an influencer who is disabled. And that could very well be extremely helpful in bringing more guests into that particular niche that you're offering. Okay, I can't believe where the time has gone. This, this is such a massive topic. 
One of the reasons I'm writing the course, one of the reasons I'm talking about it at the short stay week in Barcelona and why I think that everybody needs to be looking at their specific niches. And there's just so many that I haven't been able to cover. Let me know what you're doing. Let me know if you have a niche that I haven't mentioned and that is really working for you. So let's just just recap what we've talked about. We talked about macro niches. Everybody's in something pet friendly, accessibility, a geographical niche, an activity niche. But then we drill down into some micro niches and you can really go down to very, very small audiences. But these audiences are going to be loyal and they're going to be vocal about how great you are. So don't worry about losing people because they don't fit your niche. I mean, Virgin Mobile certainly didn't worry about losing my business. So I'd like you to let me know what your niches are. Email me, let me know. And I may very well be in touch because I'm really looking for some unique niches to share with other people to show them how this actually works. So you can contact me, heather at vacationrentalformula.com and let me know. Okay, that's it for another week. I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope I've given you some food for thought on niche marketing. I hope you'll come join me in Barcelona where I'm going to be sharing the biggest market, niche market there is and how to tap into it. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Thank you for listening to me as ever. It's always, it's always a huge pleasure to, to be with you. I've got some great guests coming up over the next few weeks. You're really going to enjoy them. Um, I will have my acoustics sorted out very, very soon. So I hope you've been able to stay with me and you haven't heard too much of the echo that's coming through these walls. And if you have, that you've stayed with me to the end. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, brought to you by the Vacation Rental Formula Business School. Get access to the knowledge and education to take your short-term rental business to the next level. Visit vacationrentalformula.com forward slash biz school for more information. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I with you again next week.